Welcome to the Relationship Channel. Teaching for Change, Trading as TFC, Grow Beyond brings to you a series of podcasts to enhance personal and professional relationships. I'm Catherine Mora and I'm your host for these weekly conversations. The Relationship Channel Podcast Series 1. So what if I'm angry? Episode 3. How long should you stay in a dysfunctional workplace? Today we're going to be looking at the experience of individuals within a dysfunctional workplace. And to do this, we want to make sure that everyone understands that we are not in any way attacking any organization. We all form part of organizations. Organizations are formed by people, individuals like ourselves. And we all have areas of growth at one time or another. So having said that, let's get into our conversation today. Today we have a very special guest speaker joining us to share some of her experiences on the topic. Let's welcome Jessica Ryan. Welcome to the show, Jess. It's really wonderful to have you with us. And for the benefit of those that don't know you or haven't heard about you yet, can you share a little of your background with us? So my name's Jess and I am an interior designer. I have a bachelor's degree in design majoring in interiors and have worked in the industry for around six years. I've just had a son. He's one now and I'm married to Tom. So I have probably worked in four organisations over the course of my career before I've had Eddie and each had their perks and each had their downfalls. And what do I enjoy doing? Probably hanging out with friends the most, going to a park or going outdoors. Can you tell us a little about a difficult situation that you went through in one of those organisations? Um, yes. So in the last organisation I was in, there was quite a lot of pressure, I guess, on me. And working with someone in particular was quite hard. And it, yeah, it just became a bit of a burden and work, I guess, became harder than it should have been because it took a toll on mental health and I guess a lot of my personal life, which shouldn't have got affected. So yeah, it it was a tough situation working under this person. It definitely had its moments of growth, which was a perk, but obviously not in the way you would like to grow. Let's give this person that you had a difficult time with a name. Let's call them Mary. So when did you start experiencing difficulties with Mary? I think things started getting difficult when a manager of mine left the company and Mary, the owner and director, then became my direct manager. I guess I kind of have to move up into that managerial role and at the time I wasn't really equipped for that, especially coming from a bigger organisation where a lot of roles were done by different people coming to then moving to a smaller one a lot of the roles then fell on my back and I had no experience in doing them. So I guess from that point, things 
started to go downhill where a lot of the pressure was placed on me, a lot of expectations that weren't really required of me were put on me. And then I think that's when it really was crunch time. And yeah, I think it was a lot of the expectation that really um, took its toll on me mentally. Mm -hmm. So you felt really supported by the manager, but then that manager left and it became harder then. Do you think that your commitment had something to do with that? Um, Yeah, I definitely think um, my personality is quite loyal and I guess even looking at the situation from the outset now, I probably should have just said, you know, I've never been in this role and I've never jumped into a managerial position. So maybe you should hire someone else that can do that and then I can work under them. But I think with my personality and being so loyal, I was like, of course, I'll help out. I'll jump into that role. I'll do as best as I can. And I guess from that point, Mary promised to be right by my side and to be helping me along the way. And as as an owner and director, it's hard to be on the ground doing projects. So I think her promises were weren't fulfilled which made it really hard for me because I'm so loyal and then if someone gives me their word on something and doesn't fulfill it then I'm expecting that and it was hard to from my standpoint accept the fact that her word wasn't followed through with so I think that's what made it hard that Mm -hmm. you know I wanted to see it through and I wanted to do well and I wanted the praise of Mary and it really never came mm-hmm. even though I was trying my hardest to you know get anything I possibly could yeah tell me a little about how your self-esteem was impacted yeah I think um to be honest I don't even think I realized like I, I know I caught up with you for some coaching and I think I'd I it was definitely taking its toll on me but I almost just thought I would get through it and it wouldn't really affect me as deep as it did. And I think through the coaching with you and just you kind of talking to me, talking through some situations and just identifying different areas, I did really realise that I had been hurt so much that I almost wanted to just give up my career. Like I didn't even want to do interior design anymore because I had been so broken inside. So I think it definitely affected my self-esteem in in a career aspect and then also in a personal aspect because I almost felt like if I was trying my hardest in the career and it still wasn't good enough for someone to even praise me, then in personal life I was trying just as hard just Mm -hmm. to be a normal person. You know, you do your housework, you do you're cooking, just in general, hanging out with friends and and you try your best to be a good friend and a good wife and all of that. And I felt like I was almost failing at that too because if Mm -hmm. I was giving it the same drive and emphasis I was in my career and that wasn't getting any reward, then if I was doing that in my personal life and that wasn't getting any reward either, I was failing at both. And Mm -hmm. so I think in general, I just felt very flat. 
And yeah, my self-esteem was, I almost just wanted to do nothing. I was like, I'm probably not going to excel at anything. I'm not even going to try. I don't even want to do interior design or I don't want to do anything at this point. Yeah. That's a very hard place to be in, Jess. Did that realisation change your approach to the workplace in any way? Yeah, I definitely think when I got to a point where I realised this doesn't have to be my life, like this doesn't have to be reality, I can exit this company, I can exit this toxic environment. And to be honest, like, you know, when in doing the coaching with you, you would know, like it was something I had never considered. Mm -hmm. I was so loyal to this person that leaving wasn't even an option for me. It was like, I will see this through. I will, I have clients, I have projects. I want to make sure that they're okay, that their project is going to be done on time and to a good standard. And to me, leaving wasn't really an option. And so when you kind of present it, is there a possibility that you would leave. I think that was such an eye-opener for me because I had never thought of it. And I think in that moment, I detached myself from that company Mm -hmm. and detaching myself from that company was like, no, this is not me. This is where I come to work. This Mm -hmm. is where I do what I need to do. I can perform really well, but ultimately whatever happens in this work, it doesn't define me. That's yeah. when it was a real, in, like, it impacted me to be like, okay, I'm I'm fully detached from this. I can leave if I want to and my life will be the same. I'm still going to be alive. I'm still going to be fine. And, yeah. Wow, that I was, think a, that was wow a great moment. feeling. Yeah. I think it was, it was a real eye-opener for me and a really great thing for my mental health to detach from that. It's really great to have you share because this is not only a one- person's story. There are many people out there that are going through a similar situation and that have felt similar feelings and that I has committed and feel they can't leave. So what would you say to them if you were in their position? I would just say there's always an option to leave and there's always an option to do something else. In within the same career too, you know, there's so many organizations companies so much you can do and I think don't feel trapped because I did and I feel like that really bound my mind Mm -hmm. just stay open-minded and even see someone I think that was the best thing I did just chat to someone doesn't even it doesn't have to be necessarily someone that knows the area but just or the industry just someone that you can kind of bounce ideas off and see even coaching or a psychologist or something just to keep your mental health in check. But I definitely think my number one tip would be to just stay open-minded. And I know it's so hard in that situation, but just to know that whatever happens, you can leave and you will be fine. The company is still going to run. Everyone's replaceable. They can get someone else to run the projects. And I think that's such a powerful thing to think about. Like you're not the only one that can do what you can do. Even though you are valuable to the team, I think you can leave and you will be fine. Like, and the company will be fine too. Yeah. Tell me a little about 
whether you got an opportunity to tell the organization when you left about the issues that you were experiencing? I think you would know in our chatting together, I wanted to exit and not really say anything to Mary. The design industry in Brisbane in particular is so small and so everybody knows everybody and I didn't want a bad word on my back. But I think you brought me to realise that this person might not know that this is going on. Maybe she's acted like this for her whole career. No one's ever told her the way she's acting and everyone's just left. I think with that on my conscience, I obviously decided to resign on a day And to be honest, at that point, it was like the happiest day of my life. But I planned to go into that meeting to tell her what was the issue and and what I was struggling with. And I think that it was a really simple thing. Mm -hmm. I just said this environment for me is quite toxic and I don't think I can continue in it. So my final day will be this. If you want to chat about why I'm leaving a bit more, then we can talk about it. But for me, this environment isn't strengthening my career or my mental health or self-esteem. To be honest, I think she was a bit taken aback with my comment. She pretty much just said, okay, like, that's fine. We had a person that kind of managed, she wasn't in a designer, but she kind of managed, she was lovely. She managed all of the people in the organisation and the owner. Mary went and spoke to her and said, oh, do you think this environment is toxic? And she was really great. She kind of explained. She knew all about it and she could see, you know, what was happening to me. So I think she was great. And as a third party then explained a bit more into what she saw happening. So that was good because I feel like I was removed from that. And it was a third person that came in to say, no, this is actually toxic and She ended up leaving in that week too. So, yeah, it was great, I think, for closure on my part to say something because I think if I had left and not said anything, I think I would have felt like, oh, does she really know why I left? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, does she just think I didn't want to finish the projects? Or, you know, all of this, these things you come up with in your mind. But I think for me, knowing that I had said the only reason I'm leaving is because of this, Mm -hmm. then for me that was closure in my mind, yeah. It's really great that you had the courage to go and share those difficulties that you were experiencing at the time with the owner. It was also lovely that you had that support from management and uh, reaffirmed that that environment was indeed a toxic environment. Yeah. So Jess, can you just share with us a little about how you recovered from that very difficult time? So did you leave and suddenly everything was perfect? How did you experience that after moment? Mm, Yeah, I think the after moment was almost worse. Having left, I thought the weight would be off my shoulders. I'd be so happy. And at this point, I had left without having another job. My husband took over his family's business. And so I was just going to help out with the admin where I could. Mm -hmm. And I think that was hard. I left going from a really creative role where I see, you know, what the job that I was doing had results. Like I could see that I was helping someone and 
constructing something for them and I could tangibly see the results. Whereas in this new role, I was just doing admin a few days a week and I couldn't really see tangible results. Like that was really hard, but that was a struggle in itself. But then Mm -hmm. also when I left, I almost felt, okay, everything would be dealt with. And, you know, me leaving my self-esteem would come back and, and all of the, like all of the things you would think you just leave behind. But I think what I realized was that it just started to creep into other areas of my life and have a real stronghold Mm -hmm. in those areas. So I think I, even with the admin, I was doubting myself doing admin and it's like the easiest thing to do sometimes, you know? So I think even just doubting myself in that was was like this whole wave of self-esteem issues coming mm. back in. And even as in a social setting, I'd get really nervous, which I'd never really had. Um, I was always so social and I didn't really care for going into a group of people and chatting, but I think I'd just get so nervous and feel like people were judging me or I, it just started to creep into many areas in my life. And it took a long time. It took, I think, about a year and a half to, you know, kind of recover. And even if I remember, yeah, even people coming to talk to me about it and it me just breaking down, like I couldn't even, I couldn't even discuss it because it was such a raw topic, which shows that I hadn't really dealt with it well. I kind of just had to slowly open doors and unpack little things that it was affecting and try work on that slowly but yeah it was it was hard yeah it was very hard well that shows how important it is that we deal with these dysfunctional situations in the workplace as soon as we can because they do impact our self-esteem significantly and other areas of our life I mean some people get depressed There are situations where individuals don't know what to do and have a breakdown. So there are many, many aspects to your self-esteem being impacted. And it's good to know that you recovered from it. And one of those key aspects was leaving that dysfunctional workplace at that point in time. Now, looking back in hindsight, what did you get out of this very difficult situation? Yeah, there's definitely a lot that I learned that when I look back, a lot about myself that I, I guess you always think you're a bit more perfect than you are. But looking back, I think I was hurt in that situation and, and quite defensive. I'm a very calm person, but was quite calm in situations that maybe needed more urgency. Yes. And for my manager at the time or Mary it was quite frustrating for her to see my calmness Mm -hmm. and I think I knew that so I kind of played on that a bit which was which is a bad thing but I think I've learned so much from that Mm -hmm. I think I can see I was wrong in some of those situations and I've grown to know that in in that scenario it was a dysfunctional workplace Mm -hmm. and it wasn't good for me to stay in that but as well, I could have brought as a, as an individual, mm-hmm. like you said in the beginning, you know, the organisation is made up of individuals. As an individual, could have brought some dysfunction to that as well that I didn't mm-hmm. realise. So now in hindsight, I think there were definitely times that I could have dealt with situations better, been maybe more open about 
what I was doing so that she was more in the loop, even though she didn't have a lot of time. But maybe there would have been ways that I could tackle that a bit better. Or, you know, there's so many things that you can look back on now that you can, that I can say, oh, I could have maybe done that a bit better. But it is so hard in the moment. Like, I know it's so hard to put that, you know, you're already putting 100% and it's so hard to put that extra 10% to try and make it work when you don't feel appreciated and like, I guess, loved in that environment. But yeah, there's definitely so, like, I could probably go on and on, but there's definitely so many little areas that I think were dysfunctional from my, like, behalf, yeah. You know, Jess, I thought it was really great that you not only dealt with your self-esteem and the issues that came with that, but you made a decision to forgive that person. Can you tell us a little about that process and what that meant to you? I actually think it came to a point where, and this is how much it affected me, but it came to, like, the whole time I realised I was so nervous to see this person. I didn't want to see Mary. You know, I had run into her a few times, like, outside of work when I worked there. So I didn't want to do that when I didn't work there. And when I had resigned, I was just so scared and this fear like crippled me. And I didn't realize that until I got to a point where I just realized that I had brought, which is what I just spoke about, that I had brought a bit of dysfunction into that organization as well. And I think knowing that, I realised that I wasn't perfect in the situation and that maybe this person, this Mary, had no idea about how she was treating me and how maybe she was brought up in a home that that was okay and that she had known no different. And so she was just treating me in the way that she had grown up. I don't know. I just had this realisation that maybe that that could have been her. Mm-hmm. And I think in that, I felt really sorry for her because if she had grown up like that, I don't even know how she would have survived. Like, I wouldn't have. I think, yeah. you know, that just opened my eyes to see maybe everyone didn't grow up like I did with a loving family, with a really encouraging family and one that built up your self-esteem. Mm-hmm. So I think in that, I realised, wow, I really need to forgive this person. And I think from there, before I would have said it was hard to forgive her, but I think from that moment of that realisation, I knew that we're all not perfect and we all bring dysfunction to workplaces. And I think from then it was actually really easy to forgive because I had that realisation. I think it's beautiful when we can move on from situations. We all experience difficult times, times that we'd rather not go through if we look back. But as you said, we learn, we grow, and some of those moments shape our lives forever and they leave their mark. But if we can forgive and we can heal, then the pain is gone. And I think that's the important thing when you go through a difficult situation like you've described. So we're going to finish off here now, Jess. Do you have a, a nugget of growth that you want to leave with our listeners today? The only time I felt full 
release from the situation was when I had forgiven. And I think that that was such a powerful thing for me. If there's any chance that you can get to a point of forgiving, I think it's such a release. Like I don't even mind if I see her. I haven't seen her yet, but I wouldn't mind if I see Mary now because I know that I'm I'm almost just wanting to look out for her, even though it was such a toxic environment. I I want to know that she's okay and she's fine. So I don't know if the golden nugget is try to get to a place where you can forgive, maybe see someone that can talk you through it or that can journey with you in this time, do it because it's um, it's not easy to forgive at the start, but try get yourself to that point of being able to look past the situation and let it go. Well, thank you so much, Jess. It's been a pleasure to have you on our show today. I'm sure our listeners will benefit greatly from your experience. And it's all about that. If we can share our experience with people, if they can grow and if they can get through those difficult times that they face as well, then everything you went through is worthwhile. Thank you so much for sharing, Jess. And we hope to see you in another episode sharing another story. See you next time. If you're going through an experience similar to what Jess went through, I'd encourage you to seek help from a psychologist, from a coach, someone that can assist you and walk you through this difficult time. Subscribe to our channel and listen to our podcasts that are launched every Tuesday. Check the resources below and I'll see you next week for episode four. What to do when you don't know what to do. (laughs) 